Um, but you know, just occasionally I'm there and I'm like, do you know what? I want to see a, I, I want to see a tiny woman get fucked by a dragon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm Joe Sanigato. I'm Greg Dybeck. For those out there that want to be a guest on our podcast, don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can reach us at our email, oplpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and just a couple super quick plugs before we get into today's conversation. Uh, one, we dropped merch. You can head over to oplmerch.com. If you're watching this on YouTube, Joe's got the hat on right now. Uh, so check that out. You guys have been asking for a long time, so super excited to finally drop this. Uh, we kept the prices low. Like We just put out a few kind of minimal items that kind of reflect the show, so go check that out. And I don't think we mentioned it on the show, but if you guys follow Joe and I kind of outside of this podcast, we're always coming up with crazy things. Our latest project is Everything Bagel Hot Sauce. Uh, I'm not going to say a lot about it now, but if it interests you, head over to secrethandshake.shop and uh, learn all about that. It's delicious. It's the greatest hot sauce in the entire world. We promise. All right. (laughs) So enough of that. Today, we're speaking to a woman who has teratophilia. This is most commonly defined as the sexual attraction to monsters and or deformed people. Uh, We have a ton of questions. This is something that neither of us had come across prior to receiving this guest's email, so super excited. We've got our guests on the line joining us all the way from the UK, and thanks for being on the show today. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. It's an honor. Yeah, I don't know why I said that like a game show host. Uh, we we <laughs> love accents on the show, so it, it excited us. <laughs> but yeah, we're um, like I said, this you know you completely brought this to our attention. So super curious. Um, I know I kind of gave that very simplified definition, but can you just tell us what teratophilia is and um, exactly how it applies to you in your life? Uh, Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, for me, teratophilia is more the attraction to monsters. I get why there is this overlay with deformed deformed people. However, it's more to do with the fact that that's where the Greek word for monster comes from. Uh, So that's where that origin lies. But I myself am more into monsters and... For me, it's it kind of goes hand in hand with the fact that I'm also a goth girl as well. And it's being able to see the beauty in things that are otherwise sinister or dark or generally people don't feel are deserving of love and affection. And I've, I've just always been into this for as long as I can remember now. I've always had an interest in villains from movies as, you know, simple as Walt Disney movies and stuff like that. So, hmm. yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about like Dracula and Frankenstein and stuff, right? Uh, it, ob- obviously, those are big contributors to the whole process but there are scales um (laughs) there are scales of monster lover and um you know that goes all the way from something that looks human but isn't if it blends into a crowd you know fair enough all the way to 
eldritch abominations and things that are totally not human. Okay, so I guess to, to kind of help put this in perspective, um, what are some of your top monsters that you find yourself attracted to, just so we can kind of get an idea? Okay, well, my, <laughs> my, my first true love was probably um, Raziel from the Legacy of Cain franchise. Um, that was a series of PlayStation games back in the day. Uh, that I got to look this up. The Legacy of Cain, and what, what was the name of the monster? Raziel. Okay. And he is a skeletal wraith thing that's very blue. Um, he's missing his lower jaw. <laughs> oh, I see this guy. It. Yeah. He's got, he's got nice hair. Yeah, he has very nice hair. <laughs> Good hair can make up for anything. It's crazy. Yeah. For, for no torso, yeah. I would yeah. Say. <laughs> Um, I'm also a big fan of Pennywise the Clown from Oh, it. from It. Okay. Classic. I like that one. Um, also, um... What do you mean you like that one, Joe? <laughs> I mean, like, I get it, you know? He's like a funny guy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's cracking jokes all the time, you know? You gotta love a guy who can make you laugh. Exactly. Um, and then there's, like, um... Predators from you know the Predator franchise, Xenomorphs from the Alien franchise. I'm all over the place, really, but I primarily like. I really have a thing for uh, humanoid, masculine creatures that have skulls for faces. Got okay. it. Oh, well, that, I mean, that's exactly like Predator. And I'm going to be honest. I've I've watched Predator and been like, damn, that Predator's in shape. You know, like yeah, exactly. That predator's buffers all hell. Like, that's you know, what I'm saying. To the wall, daddy. Yeah, <laughs> I guess some monsters are sexualized in a way. Hell, I mean, dude, we're having this conversation it, clearly. Well, yeah, but they kind of do ooze masculinity, or they're like so strong. Um, mm -hmm. But that's okay. So that definitely helps paint the picture of what you mean when you say monster. Um, but at what point in your life did you realize, like, okay, some people are, or most people, I guess, would are watching this and they're kind of repulsed by this thing, this thing that was designed to be scary, be ugly, but for you, you felt a, an attraction towards it, a sexual attraction. Do you remember how old you were and when you first kind of realized this? I'm not entirely sure when it first started. Like I said, um, I remember being very young and being very entranced by Disney villains like uh, Maleficent and one of my first crushes was the Horned King from the Black Cauldron. I also had a bit of a thing for Skeletor at one point when I was really young. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the first time I kind of realized, oh, wait, this isn't a thing that other people are into was when I was watching Beauty and the Beast at school. We had like a VHS player and the whole class was watching Beauty and the Beast. And it got to the point where the Beast turns into Prince Adam. And I remember that everyone was very happy about that uh, <laughs> conclusion to the story. And I was the only person who was disappointed because <laughs> Prince Adam sucked. <laughs> Interesting. Wait, is that his name, Prince Adam? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know, know his that. name. Yeah. He, now that I think about it, he does suck. Because you're like, I mean, his name is not even in the title. That's how much he sucks. But uh, <laughs> yeah. that's actually very funny. So that was one of the first times you kind of realized, like, you know what? I would have actually preferred if he stayed a beast. Yeah, exactly. I would have happily stayed in that castle with Mr. Beastman. 
you know, give me your library and your, you know, big fur. You know? Wait, you so now that I think about it, wait, is her name Belle in Beauty and the Beast? I should know this. Yes. Yeah. She has teratophilia then. Like she's, she falls in love with a monster, right? She's attracted to a monster. Teratophilia. Yep. She, uh, Stockholm syndrome as well. I would say that's fair. It's a good diagnosis. Fair. She's got some stuff going on, but it's okay. It all worked out. It was beautiful. Yeah, she's got some issues. We don't know what happened to her mom. So they had great dinners though, from what I saw. <laughs> um, wait, this is interesting. Cause now I'm thinking of, um, there was that recent, it was that Guillermo del Toro movie. Oh, the shape of water that came out where she falls in love with an amphibious monster, I guess. Right. Yes, I wanted to speak about that, actually, because I think that that came out in 2017. No, um, I can't even remember now when that came out. Um, but yeah, that was a big movement for the mm. teratophilia people, because suddenly it was like, oh, do, you, do you find this hot? Like, yeah, I do. Oh, really? So do I. You know, and suddenly people were coming together because of their love of this um, this fish man. Wow. And you know, it was actually quite liberating, I think. I think a lot of the forums and groups were formed as a result of that film coming out. Huh. Interesting. And is it only like, I mean, it maybe it's different from case to case, but I guess in your case specifically, is it just like actual monsters with like, you know, maybe they got like wings and they got skull faces or whatever, or can it just be like a very evil character from a cartoon or a movie that just looks like a human, um, but but doesn't have any like of the you know other stuff. I mean, for me, yes, there is a kind of um, attraction in that sense. I mean, I, that kind of falls into like um, hybristophilia, which is the sexual attraction to criminals. Mm, okay. Uh, okay. This, this is why serial killers have all the fangirls. Right. Stuff is because mm -hmm. of this particular. Uh, sexual quirk that people seem to have so it does tie in so i do get the attraction of the bad guy the villain however my my loins are not aching for you when i have this dark demon bro over here with horns and shit you know got it <laughs> that's a good way to put it uh wow okay so you kind of mentioned this before like i i feel like from conversations we've had sometimes a lot of kinks or fetishes part of the appeal is almost the fact that it is taboo. So you basically said, I think seeing beauty in it's, it's kind of seeing beauty in things that society would typically uh, suggest are, are the opposite of beauty, things that are supposed to be ugly, scary, not loved, and definitely like not fuel sexual attraction. Like, is that part of it for you too? Is that it's almost like counterculture to, like like and be attracted to these things that are supposed to portray ugliness? I mean, for me, it's never really been a thing of like, oh, I'm going to like this because other people don't. It's just always been a part of who I am. Mm -hmm. And like I say, you know, t telling three-year-old me, you know, that basically my first crush was Skeletor, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, there, there is no, um, there is no ulterior motive. There is no, I'm going to fight society by right, a three-year-old right. deciding, you know, hey, I'm into this. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. I said I bring that up because I think before you related it to, you said you're a goth, so I didn't know if it was kind of part of that as well. 
Yeah, I mean, my my goth status again was more about. Do you know what? I just like this aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Like this, you know. I watch the Adams Family, and I think that's life goals. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is my dream to, you know. I'm I'm in my thirties now. I still want to grow up to be Morticia Adams. All right. <laughs> I can I can see that though. You know, like I feel like when I was younger. And, like, I had a thing for Christina Ricci in that movie. I was mm. like, okay, there's something about this girl who's, like... And then they, when they put her... Especially when they put her next to the other girls at, like, the camp or whatever, and she, like, blows the place up, whatever. I, I forget what happens in the movie. <laughs> but you're like, okay. You know, she's kind of a badass. And, like, I, I, I get, you know, the, the uh, origin of the, like, attraction to why, you know, whatever. It is interesting that it just kind of, like, la- it, it's gotten to the... Because I also liked her in Casper. You know what I mean? Yes. But <laughs> I think you're just talking about a human that you're attracted to. No, I know. To, that's though. what I'm saying. I was like, you, cool but I, could, I, I see like why I was attracted to her in that movie to being like, okay, like she's like a little badass, like whatever. But then, um, you know, I never graduated to the skulls or the, you know, skeletons or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. I mean, uh, it is, there is a thing where I think we all knew those kids in school and college who became like, you know, the emo, the scene, the goth kids, and it didn't last. Whereas this has been a big part of my life. I've been goth since I was 14 years old. So I'm now 20 plus years being goth. Wow. (laughs) It's just like a portrayal of who you are inside and what you love and what you feel like not, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's just always been what I love. I love the aesthetic. I love the style. I love the, the, the message behind it and the culture. And I'm very happy because it's coming up to Halloween and soon all of the Halloween decorations are going to go on sale once it's November 1st. So I can get more decor for my house just on a day to day basis. Is that, is that kind of what it's like when you go to your apartment? Is it very like Halloweenish? someone would walk in and be like, geez, you're going to take this down. It's December. Oh my God. Yeah. I've got, I've got some dragons behind me. I've got a xenomorph on the wall opposite me uh there, there are skulls aplenty in my kitchen and in my bathroom <laughs> fake, fake skulls you... or <laughs> Just making sure. they're, they're primarily uh hu- human based skulls um i do have one skull with some horns coming out of it that's pretty hot uh <laughs> do you and and do you sort of like absolutely hate like the opposite aesthetic as well like does that happen where you're like I don't need this, like, I, I, don't, I don't even know what the opposite of what it would be, but, like, I, I guess Christmas decorations? I don't know. Would you be like, oh, this is stupid? <laughs> no, I tell you what, I, I adore Christmas, but I like to do Christmas in my own way. Like, I've got a, bla- a black tree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So... I love it. Yeah, I, I do love it. And I go around other people's houses who aren't goth and it's like, do you know what? This is nice. This is tasteful. I can appreciate this. Yeah, it's not like I've painted my walls black or anything like that. Right. I'm not that much of a psychopath. But, <laughs> <you know. laughs> no, totally. So I, I'm interested, you know, you said your words, not mine. I think you said loins aching before. Um, so the attraction towards these monsters, like, is that the equivalent, like those decorations of, uh, like you know, a typical like bro college dorm room, and he's got like Megan Fox posters or like Playboy covers up? Like, are these in a way like your pornography? I don't know if that's too extreme, but you know what I'm getting at. Like, 
I, I will get onto the subject of pornography at one point if you want to discuss that. Um, I think in terms of like the decor and stuff about my house, it's more just, you know, like I said before, it's just my aesthetic. I, I just, I find skulls and bones and stuff like that very beautiful in an aesthetic way. You know, now if the, if the skull was on a super beefy demon, then we'd be having a different conversation. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> So, okay, I got it. So I guess to that point then, if that was going to be one of my other questions, like where, is there a, a porn category for this? Like how, how does, how does this attraction that you have for monsters or beefy demons, as you say, uh, yeah, is there like, beefy demon porn? Yeah. How does that translate into like your sex life? <laughs> beefy demon. <laughs> Into my sex life. Um, well, I, I am a happily married woman. Um, Congrats. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, my husband and I do have a, a regular sex life. You know, there's nothing, you know, untoward, shall we say, about it. Um, but, you know, just occasionally I'm there and I'm like, do you know what? I want to see a, I, I want to see a tiny woman get fucked by a dragon. Wow. <laughs> Okay, so wait. So I'm, using, <laughs> I'm using that in the most loosest sense. I know there are people out there who genuinely do want to see that. I'm more, let's find some, you know, let's find like Satan having sex with something. Um, but for me, it's a case of, right, you just got to go on the site. You've either got to go on the hub or you've got to go on X videos and you've literally got to search for this stuff. And unfortunately... The only good stuff on there, as far as I'm concerned, is generally animated. Mm, okay. Yeah, it's going to be hard to find a dragon fucking a woman. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But that's interesting. Okay. You know, out of all the things that you were going to say, that was not going to be what I thought it was. <laughs> like, I, and we've already gone so far with this, and now it's like, no, nah, sometimes I'm just like, I'm cool with humans, but I want to see a, a dragon Really, oh, a, I give it to a woman. A full, there's a full category. There's, um, uh, I'm trying to think what it is, like horror porn. And uh, is guys dressed up as like horror villains, like Freddy Krueger and Pinhead mm -hmm. and stuff like that, just yeah. boning women. Yeah. Is that is that like interesting to you? Or you're like, oh, this is kind of like, this is ridiculous. Or you're it, like, no, nah, this is dope. It, it depends how I'm feeling in the moment because there are times where I'm like, do you know what? I can let go of needing to have like the good effects and the actual character, right. which is part of the reason why I've kind of like become attracted to this thing in the first place is due to character as well as the way it looks. Mm -hmm. So if I can put out of my head that there's absolutely no way in hell Pennywise would ever do this. Right. You know, then maybe I can enjoy the porn, but <laughs> Right. Gotcha. And where where does where does Satan lie in all of this? Because that to me feels like the ultimate villain sometimes. You know, he's like a demon, he's got horns in some depictions, <laughs> and he's on fire. Like, is this dude like the ultimate? I mean, <laughs> there there are some who would say yes, there were others who would say no. I mean, there there are people in the community who would um who are into um, a alien plants and stuff like that, you know, and I imagine that that's the... If you've ever seen Little Shop of Horrors... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the plant, Audrey. Audrey has a big fan basis. 
Oh, like he, that's a popular of, of one. Of people attracted to it. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. That, so actually I was another interesting one. Uh, I was just looking at some research. So it seems like there's a ton of teratophilia, um, artwork and storytelling. And I found a woman who's been publishing a series of Bigfoot romance stories and has like hundreds, hundreds of thousands of downloads. Like there's a lot of people reading these and it's like romance novels. So it's like Bigfoot having sex all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, Bigfoot is very popular. And in fact, uh, no no one's actually seen Bigfoot in a while. So we're all actually quite concerned. No one's seen him for some time. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm actually going to the Pacific Northwest tomorrow. So I'll, uh, I'll keep an eye out for him. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's usually where they, they find some sightings. My father called to let me know that. Um, <laughs> maybe he has this. I have no idea, but he yeah. definitely called to make it a point to say that. <laughs> Um, but okay, so monsters, uh, and <laughs> I was going to ask also like how it spills into your normal life. Does it, does it ever, uh, you know, outside of you saying that sometimes you want to indulge in some like, you know, dragon porn or something, does it ever, uh, you know, impede on your actual sex life with your husband? You're like, you know, we're just going to like wear masks or something like that. No, and I think for me that kind of goes um, with the porn element as well. And what, what I was saying about the only good stuff is really the animated stuff because I I wouldn't dare. Yeah, that that's my husband, and I love my husband, and I am attracted <laughs> to my husband. You know, um, the the idea of asking him to wear a mask or pretend to be one of these things. One I know he's not a great actor. He couldn't pull this off. <laughs> You know, and yeah. as far as I'm concerned, like having what gone on the hub and whatnot and try to find videos, there's nothing more off-putting than seeing a guy in red paint, you <laughs> know, like pretending to be the devil. You right. know, gotcha. there's yeah. something very off-putting about that. And in fact, I know um, someone in the community who says that they actually can't watch um real life porn you know because it's too off-putting to them you know wow is does any of this cross over into uh fictophilia that's a guess that we had on a few seasons ago and it wasn't teratophilia in the sense of like monsters but it was just you know fictitious characters or like i think they were talking about like the goofy movie or you know characters like that that um they were attracted to and would kind of form relationships in their mind um, Star Wars characters, things like that. So is, is that an element of this as well? I think it does. I think the, the the boundaries do overlap with several other kinks. But yeah, fictophilia is definitely one that I think a lot of us share. Like a lot of my particular interests are definitely characters from uh, films or TV uh, so there, there is definitely an overlap there, and I think a lot of people as well um, would, would probably admit to the fact that this probably does overlap in some way with uh, furries as well. Mm. Oh, okay, I can see. Especially that. when you bring in like the, you know the werewolf element and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, actually, to that point, one thing that comes to mind because I'm kind of thinking through different monsters, so like werewolf. Um, like Minotaur, Godzilla, Bigfoot. Is there any kind of backlash um, 
for this kind of crossing over into the realm of bestiality or zoophilia, since there, there does seem to be a lot of monsters that are kind of portrayals of animals. Absolutely. Um, I, I speak from myself and I also did ask a few people in the community, you know, about this question as well, in case it came up. Um, as far as they're concerned, they, this has nothing to do with uh, zoo. I can't say the word now, Zuvilia. Um Although it can often, you know, obviously from an outsider's perspective, yes, it does look like that. But what we also have in the MF community <laughs> is uh, the Harkness test. What is that? And what also that? What's, what's the MF community? Uh, the monster fucker. Uh, okay. <laughs> Could have guessed. So in the monster fucker community, you have the what test? The Harkness test, which is basically a test to see whether, some, whether a monster is suitable for um, romantic liaisons. Oh, what is how did what is this test? What what questions? There there are three questions to the Harkness test. The first one is: Does it have human intelligence or greater than human intelligence? Okay. Okay. The second question is: Can it talk or otherwise communicate with language? Hmm. And thirdly, is it of sexual maturity for its species? Mm. What does that mean? Basically, is it a child? Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. You know, or is it an adult? If you answer if you answer no to any of those questions, then you're like, okay, yeah, you have gone straight into fucking animals and fucking kids at this point and we want nothing right. to do with that. Um this like is like a Chucky doll or something, you know? Then you're like, eh, it's kind of like a kid. What are we doing? What do you say? Oh, a Chucky doll. That's a yeah. good example. And this is why, in my opinion, Pokemon are off off limits. Ah. Uh. Yep, yep, yep. Uh-huh. Okay. And the trainers, too. Well, although well. they're just people, but... <laughs> uh, okay, so, so there's a lot of self-awareness within the community around this, I guess, of, with a, a fear of possibly crossing over into, um, I guess, getting that sort of backlash of, like, there's pedophilia involved in this, there's speciality, but you really try to keep it to just the label of monsters and making sure it checks all the boxes of like age consent. It's, it's also very interesting because there is a very significant difference between you have monsters, but you also have monster girls. And those are two very different things entirely. And what I've noticed as well is that it's mostly, mostly women who are into monsters and mostly men who are into monster girls. So there's no like, Monster gayness is what you're saying. Oh, there's plenty of monster gayness. There's plenty of fan art on the communities of um, you know, gay, gay men being rammed by werewolves and stuff like that. Got it. Rammed. Exactly. So um, wait, what, what's a monster girl? Uh, the best example I can give you, um, are you familiar with Resident Evil The Village? Uh, the village specifically. I am with the, with Resident Evil. Yeah, I don't know okay. specifically what the village is, but okay. In Resident Evil, the village, there is a what one of the major antagonists is Lady Dimitrescu, who is a big, tall, powerful, powerful woman. Um, 
Markiplier did a big thing about the raw power of this woman at one point, you know, because she's so damn hot. Okay, I see her now. Yeah. Whoa. She's like eight foot tall or something like that and got huge personalities. Yeah, she does. Yeah. (laughs) Looking at it right now. Now, technically, she is what you would classify as a monster girl. But when she transforms into her true self, then she's a monster. Okay. Uh, what is what does she transform into? Oh, like a big pile of writhing bones and fungus and wings and all sorts. More my type of thing. But I do appreciate oh, okay. Lady Dimitrescu in her monster girl form as well. But that's the thing. Monster girls are kind of more on the spectrum of oh, there's something otherworldly about this person, but for the most part, they look like a regular woman. Like, for example, uh, one of the the ones that keeps coming up when I ask people, what was your first one that you felt attracted to? A lot of people said uh, The Little Mermaid or Corpse Bride. Mm. Okay. Still counts counts as monsters. Interesting. The Little Mermaid counts as a monster? A mer-creature counts as a monster. I mean, sign me up then. I remember I was younger and I I had a crush on her. (laughs) Okay, I see. Okay, I I think I see the difference there then. Um, Interesting. So that, I think that clears up a lot of like that community and kind of like the, the, almost like the checks you do before be like saying like, okay, this is a monster that I want to fuck or like, this is okay with me being attracted because it checks all these boxes. Um, one thing I'm curious about, we kind of mentioned it in the beginning. It seems like it doesn't apply to you, but it, the term terophilia and you talked about the Greek origin of the word, but it seems like it does get mixed up with, an attraction for like deformed or disabled people as well. Like, so like I see here, like the hunchback of Notre Dame or something like that. Um, so is that part of the community as well? Not so much. I mean, if that's still a part of it, then that's in a very separate part of the web to where the monster fuckers are. Okay. We're very much just about, you know, is it big? Is it scaly? Is it furry? How many cocks does it have, you know? (laughs) How many cocks does it have? Well, it's a monster. It could have many cocks, yeah. Wait, yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess so. But, like, how many cocks are we talking? Uh, Depends if you're talking tentacle monsters and stuff like that you would find in hentai. Also, um, Venom from the Spider-Man universe is a very, very popular monster among the community. Oh, why is that? He's just kind of hot. How many cocks does he have? (laughs) Um, Well, considering he's a symbiotic life form who can technically separate himself into many sections, he can have as many cocks as he wants, really. That's true. I didn't even think about that. Huh. But I think Venom's more attractive uh, for primarily because of the tongue, and I'm not going to lie, that's probably it. I get it. Yeah, I didn't think For about sure. that. Yeah, uh, okay. who's who's who? I was gonna ask too. Like, who's the who's one of the more popular ones in this MF community? Like, you know, not that it's like your favorite, but like, who's the ones that everyone talks about? I mean, for the most part, the thing I generally see is werewolves. 
Hmm. Okay. Yeah, people seem to have a a big thing for that, and it it does seem to be different for everyone because you do have um, people who are really into. Um, like their orcs and their goblins and stuff like that. And I'm personally not a big fan of orcs and mm. goblins. I find them just a bit too, uh, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't like that. I, I like a little more semblance of a, a handsome person possibly behind the skull. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is such a wide variety when you just look at the umbrella term monster. So, yeah, it's interesting how people can... St- just be so specific or like niche with the type of monster. But oh yeah, I mean that also falls into yeah, there are so many niche categories with this, you know, you've got people who are into like um ovi depositors and stuff which that that is not for me at all. I'm not not down for that. What is that? That's isn't that it's like a uh it's like a sex toy and it like you can like essentially funnel <laughs> like alien eggs into your vagina uh, and then like kind of like give birth to them yeah that's yes, exactly yes. what it is yeah nailed okay. it yeah yeah nice <laughs> yeah i know my stuff i know my stuff i when you say werewolves are popular is is it that kind of living on the edge like does that check all the boxes for the test that you mentioned well they morph so like it could be oh, a, just like it a is regular like dude. a human form first yeah, yeah. I, I right think right if, if it goes if it goes full wolf then unfortunately that that's a no-no but yeah you can't the, go full most, wolf never go full wolf got you it you never go full wolf. you never go full wolf yeah now, you'll never come talking, back if you were talking more in the style of the werewolves from the movie dog soldiers now you're talking. Now, now you're <laughs> speaking my language, and I'm on the same kind of. I'm on I the same look page of the book as you. Oh Jesus! Yeah, I'm looking that up too. There's I'm not some... gonna lie. Like I'm just trying to put myself in this mindset. Like I get, like just. I mean, not that I get, but like the raw, like sex appeal. Like you look at this monster, and you're like, yo, this thing probably just fucks. Like when it fucks, it like fucks hard. You know, I get it. What? <laughs> Are you talking about dog soldiers? Yeah, I'm looking at this picture. Or like any just like big brute of like a monster. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I I mean the thing is is that, you know, it's it's not really talked about, but you know, if you look back in the history of like your know, Norse mythology and ancient Greek mythology, the amount of references there are to people you know having sex with monsters and mm-hmm. stuff like that you know you had zeus king of the gods who would basically have sex with anything and any woman who would turn her nose up at him he basically turned himself into an animal and that would somehow mm. you know get her to you know fall in love <laughs> with him um, okay. you've got the fact that the, the minotaur um, in the story of theseus that was the result of a woman who had sex with a bull and gave birth to this thing that was half bull and half man. You know? mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Wow. Interesting. Um, that makes sense. So is there like a kind of sub dom thing at play here? Cause I guess that's what I'm getting at. Like you look at this giant, strong werewolf. Like if you're imagining having sex with this thing, is it just like taking full control of you? Like, are you just doing whatever this thing wants? Oh, absolutely. This is complete and utter you know, domination. Um, this is absolutely, I am absolutely helpless 
in this position. You know, this is basically lying back and saying, I would gladly let this monster destroy me. Okay. <laughs> you know, j- just for the sake of it, you know, so, so long as it's going to fuck me first, then it can have do whatever it wants, you know. But this thing could tear me in two and I would die. Is that part of the fantasy? Like, like this thing can like literally just fuck me and kill me. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's, it's the total, like the power is in your hands completely. And that comes into it in a variety of ways, depending on whether your monster is strong, whether your monster is magical or whether your monster is 20 stories high. (laughs) Okay. That's a big monster. Yeah. (laughs) Jeez. Do you have like an ultimate like monster fantasy? Uh, <laughs> I mean, as- aside from, you know, m- my boy Raziel, who, like I said, it was my first true love. And he's actually the reason why my husband and I came together. Oh. <laughs> Strangely enough. Yeah, okay. He will always have a place in my heart. And just occasionally I'll be sitting there thinking, God damn, you don't have a cock, but. I'd still do you, you know. Yeah, you'd figure it out. There's just, there's something on there resembling a penis, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, he he's just such an amazing character. I feel as well. Like he proper, he really did come to me at a time when you know the emo vibes and everything were so strong, and he was this tragic anti-hero, and and he looked like that as well. And I was just like, oh my god, I'm gonna marry you. <laughs> Well, I mean, and I was going to I was actually going to ask that like if you watch some of these movies that have, you know, werewolves or I don't know, like Van Helsing or let's just say the Dog Soldiers movie. Um mm-hmm. if you if you watch that, is it actually like arousing to watch or is it just kind of like they're just hot people? To, to me, I watch it and I'm just just like I I can appreciate the design of this werewolf. I might think about this later, but right now I'm watching the movie. Okay. You put it Got in the spank it. bank for later. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, this is going away for a special occasion. <laughs> gotcha. Got it. Okay. And is there kind of, um, like, is it just purely like sex and being dominated? That's the thought. Or is there like anything more romantic or do you ever kind of imagine like being in a relationship with a monster? Cause I'm just kind of bringing this back to fictophilia of, um, I know the guests we spoke to, kind of lived in a world where in her mind she was in a relationship with um kylo ren from like star wars like in her mind like she would tell people she was like there was just there wasn't any convincing her that she wasn't is that an aspect of this too in some ways from my side of things definitely because um i mean that there is an element of romance to this in a way as you know beyond the sexual attraction there is this kind of sense of like taming the beast and maybe the beast can love me okay. you know if i can love the beast then the beast can love me you know the uh, the two unlovables can find love in each other and isn't okay. it romantic and um yeah and I, I think that kind of stems from and i've spoken to others who would share this opinion as well um my, myself included a bunch of us come from very traumatic backgrounds like um quite you know horrific childhoods in terms of like 
sexual abuse and stuff like that as children. And it's surprising how much this is actually like an escapism, for, mm. especially a lot of women who experience some kind of sexual violence or sexual assault when they were younger. And this is somehow a way to escape it, not just in the, the sexual fantasy, but also in the romanticism mm-hmm. of it. Okay. Interesting. Wow. So well, you're saying like that's like a common theme amongst people does, who are... It does seem to be. There have been a few people who have uh, backed me up on that, as well as there are articles on the subject as well, that potentially it's by re- removing the human element mm. of something so horrific, it makes it approachable again. Mm-hmm. That's super interesting. Yeah. Well, we we really thank you for diving so deep into this topic. I feel like we just covered like every corner of this and uh, (laughs) just for being so open with, you know, your interests and um, how how this plays a part in your life. Uh, Super, super interesting conversation for us. No, um, I'm really happy to have been a part of this. And yeah, um, (laughs) yeah, if you want to go and have a look at some monster dildos, there's (laughs) baddragon.com. What is, what is it, it Badger? Ba- I'm I'm going on this fucking site, so just say it. What was it? I'm already on it. Baddragon.com. And there's also xenocatartifacts.com. What's <laughs> <laughs> going it, on? <laughs> um, yeah. We're going to have to make an order, maybe a video of, uh, you know, breaking down yeah, some products. Yeah, there, there are, there are some serious, there are some serious monster cocks on there. There's also, you know, some good reading material. There's a whole category of monster romance fiction out there as well as just the porn side of things so that the market's Mm -hmm. opening up for the monster lovers it seems like it really even from like a glance of of doing a little bit of research even at the beginning of this conversation it seems like there is a huge community around this that and like you said with the shape of water and and something so mainstream like that coming out probably just open the floodgates of people you know being open about this talking about it sharing their artwork their stories talking to other people in the community so that's always cool to hear as well Mm. but yeah thank you so much for uh coming on and uh talking to us and uh honestly giving us some recommendations for some monster cocks yeah (laughs) yeah bring bring (laughs) that on the basement yard i want to see frankie with one (laughs) i'm just gonna pull up and put it on his desk maybe i don't know but (laughs) thank you name this monster Yeah, name this monster. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, thank you so much for uh, taking the time today. Hope you have a great rest of your day. No, I really appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much for talking to me. I love the show. I love all your stuff. Thank you so much. Appreciate it so much. You're a lot of fun. All right. Take care, guys. Bye. Have a good one. Before we get to our final thoughts, we do have a sponsor for today, which is StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an awesome company. I actually got this gift for my mother and my father last year around the holidays, but it is a company that will basically send an email to your loved one, uh, and it will be a question, a prompt, and, you know, it'll ask them about their lives or, you know, just something uh, to make them say something like deep or thought-provoking, and then they send their answer in, and they do this over the course of a year, and then they take all these things and they compile them into a really nice book. Uh, so it's a great thing to pass on, you know, for generations to your children or, you know, stuff like that. It's an awesome 
thing to do. I think that it's an awesome company, um, and it's 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 a really good. It also went over very well uh, with the gifts. Uh, really liked it. But yes, yeah, so basically, it, it compiles all your, their stories and mem memories. Any photos or things like that as well are kept in these things. So it's a great way to remember the people that you love. You know, especially maybe you have an older. Uh, you know, grandfather uh, or grandmother, and you would like to hear their stories, this is a great way to do it. So you can, you know, give it to your kids one day and they can know about your parents or your grandparents. It's really awesome. Um, so help your family share their story with this holiday season with, sto with StoryWorth. Go to storyworth.com slash OPL today and save $10 on your first purchase. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H.com slash OPL to save $10 on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash OPL. OPL. Uh, but yeah, go check it out. Amazing company. Um, and enjoy. Well, there you have it, folks. We just dove into the world of monster cocks. <laughs> <laughs> was that supposed to, was that a British accent? Monster. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I love that. I wish I had an accent so big, <laughs> but, um, yeah, that is amazing. And I, and honestly, I I get it. Like I definitely understand like the aesthetic of like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a castle and there's like weird medieval shit around and lightning and you know what I mean? Like I get it. It's like, "Ooh, I'm kind of scared." But like that gonna... vibe as a whole, totally. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Definitely. I definitely I definitely understand it. Um It's crazy to me how much Beauty and the Beast is just literally like the perfect that. depiction of this, of Teratophilia. From everything she said, even like, um, if I can love the monster, he could love me back. And just right. the whole dynamic of Belle and the beast. And like, she was, the whole point was she was down, she was down for the beast the way he was, right? She was like, all right, I'll, I'll be with you. Yeah, I'll, I haven't seen I'll that sleep shit with in a while, but Yeah, they're yeah, super like, ahead of it's time. It's like definitely like, Take your day out on me if you want, Mr. Yeah. Beast. Well, not Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast. That's, a that's a completely different video. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, super interesting. Uh, I love when people are so like bubbly and open and honest ab about their uh, thing, as as like strange as it may be, or you know, mm. taboo or whatever it is. And you can tell, like, she's just like she's just completely living in it and it's great if you're that passionate like and truly enjoy something just yeah like you said like you, you just you can't help but get giddy <laughs> speaking about yeah. it yeah and uh you know what was cool is kind of the checklist that it seems like the community has or at least that she truly has um because that was my only like that was a question going in is like a lot of monsters are like kind of just animals right right yeah. uh, but to have that very clear separation of like no human form, language, consent, age. Uh, it seems very thought out, which is good. Yeah, for sure. It definitely <laughs> does. Um, do you have any monsters that you find attractive? Um, I don't know, but like, <sighs> I was about to say something so stupid. What? I was going to say like, if I was gay, I feel like I would get it way more. <laughs> to have like a fucking like just like a strong thing, be like, oh, look at this. Thing. But like, I, I I agree with her. I don't fuck with orcs. You would want to dominate the monsters. You're saying? No, I don't. No, no, definitely not. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Yeah, See, that's orcs. Why I, yeah, no, that's no. why I feel like as a straight person, like I feel like I'm more dominant as a straight person. But as a gay person, I, when there's a monster around, I'm like, ooh, 
Yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? What about like the like, Demogorgon on Stranger Things? Uh, no, not for me. Oh, I need okay. like a, I need something. I need, I need something, you know, you need, you need like biceps or something. You know what I mean? The Demogorgon's like pretty on all lean. fours. Yeah. And it, it looks like a fucking, what's it called? Like a Venus flytrap. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not into it. Orcs, disgusting. Disgust, yeah. literally disgusting. Not into it at all. You need like King Kong choking you out while King just, Kong. Yeah. Now we're getting warm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you're understanding where I'm going here. Uh, but yeah. Also, I fuck with Frankenstein. That's just like a guy. That's just like an old guy. I know, but he's like he's all fucked up, <laughs> and he's like he's huge. Yeah. And he walks like an idiot. So right. like, yeah, yeah. There's something <laughs> about him. Okay. Got it. You just want to see if he's packing. Yeah, I mean, you know he is, bro. Come on. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy. Uh, also, it was so funny, too, at one point when she was just like, well, you know, it depends how many cocks they have. And I'm like, wait, hold on. I wasn't even considering this. <laughs> well, that was, uh, that was a fun one. Super interesting. Teratophilia. Teratophilia. Uh, yeah, thank you uh, to her. She was great. A lot of fun. Uh, for anyone out there that wants to be an, uh, a guest on our show, hit us up. OPLpodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email, and we'll get back to you. Yeah, follow us on Instagram, on TikTok. I always have a problem saying TikTok. Uh, TikTok at OPL Podcast. Uh, shout out to all the patrons out there. You could head over to patreon.com slash OPL show if you want to support that way. And uh, that hat that Joe's got on right now, it's clean, it's nice. It's uh, OPLmerch.com. Go check it out. Yep, and that is all. See you guys next time. <laughs>